I am the moderator, Jim Carroll, and we're here on Breakthrough Viral Online Promotion Strategies between now and 3 o'clock um, with Lawrence O'Brien. And let me just give you a couple of preliminary uh, comments. Um, see, the doors are shut, so we're okay there. Um, I want to remind you to silence your phones so we take care of that. And let me, uh, without further ado, introduce our speaker and workshop leader. Uh, Lawrence, uh, Lawrence O'Brien is from Dublin, and we're privileged uh, that he was able to make the trip all the way from there to here, which is a long way. Uh, Lawrence is the founder of BooksGoSocial.com, the global book promotion service. He's also the author of three mystery novels, published by HarperCollins in the U.S. and U.K., and translated into 11 languages. And before I forget, I'll just remind you that Lawrence will be signing his books at the bookstore afterwards. I know there's some of them in there. So I encourage you, and please do feel free. From this far away, he's not going to be available that often to do such things. Um, Lawrence is the director of the College of Digital Marketing at City Colleges Dublin and sits on the executive committee of the Irish Writers Union and the board of the Irish Writers Center. Um, if you have questions at any time during the presentation, please feel free to raise your hand. And without further ado, it's my privilege to introduce Lawrence O'Brien. Thank you very much, Jim. Uh, very nice introduction. Thank you very much. And um, I have uh, come from uh, Dublin for this um, event. And uh, part of the reason is I get to see a little bit of sunshine. <laughs> it's, it's the cold days are just going on and on and on. And it gets a bit miserable with the rain and all of that. Uh, but spring is coming, so and it's really nice to see a little bit of sun here and uh, to get a little bit of a weekend break. So I'm one of those, if you're in the session this morning between um, editors who were talking, I'm one of those mid-list, mid-list, mid-list writers who hasn't made a lot of money, uh, sold quite a lot of books, but somehow the publishers seem to make a lot of money, and I didn't seem to make much money. Well, it wasn't bad, but it certainly wouldn't be enough to keep a family um, uh, going in reasonable uh, conditions. I suppose if you were like Gandhi, you could uh, you could you could live on it as an annual income. And writing must be one of the uh, last places where the hourly pay rate is below the uh, minimum, well below 10% of the, perhaps 1% of the minimum wage rate. Perhaps it's the last area that uh, uh, wage rates, uh, hourly wage rates need to be set at some point in the future where we uh, could aspire to uh, perhaps 50 cents an hour or something like that. <laughs> So if you do end up making 50 cents an hour writing, you'll know you've been doing well. It took me 10 years to get published and I 
couldn't count the hours that uh, it took me. Uh, the reason I believe in all of this stuff, um, this digital stuff, is uh, I was writing for nine years and agents were sending things back, mostly maybe with a one line inserted in the standard response saying, it seems okay, not for me, uh, something like that. So it was getting nowhere and I read for the third time, I think it was in Writer's Digest, I had a subscription at the time, uh, read for the third time a writer should have a blog and a writer should have a Twitter account. That was back in 2009, so I got both of those going. I assumed at the beginning that I had nothing to say that it was impossible for me to write a blog because uh, I would have nothing to write in a blog. But I read all the articles online about what to write about and write about the subjects in your book and the locations and anything else of interest, your research. And within a year I had a contract with HarperCollins in London, a three-book deal with HarperCollins, and they put on the back of the first uh, ARC copies uh, the advanced review copies they put, Lawrence is a very successful blog. I thought, <laughs> that's great. Uh, it was only going a year and it wasn't even that successful. <laughs> but they were impressed by it, obviously. I think the two bits work well together. You have to have a good book. I hope it was a good book. You have to have a good book, something, a good quality content. And then if you have the digital side, the marketing side going, uh, the publishers like that now. And if you saw the publishers this morning, they like it. Okay, if you say, yeah, I'm doing this stuff, you know, yeah, and then they can see your website and your blog, and they go, okay, you've ticked that box now. And uh, this session will be about how to take it up another step. I see Skype Wi-Fi is available. <laughs> uh, let's hope my antivirus doesn't pop up as well. <laughs> I could. Okay, thank you very much. Technical support. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, um, so please participate, uh, get involved. If you want to, just put your hand up, ask a question, if you've anything you want to say. Yes, sir? If the editors were saying your blog was very successful, how do you know when your blog is successful? How do you measure that? Usually by hits, by the number of people who come on and look at the posts. So uh, mine went from, you know, like 10 hits in a month, which is almost nothing, perhaps your own hits, to a few more, and then it slowly grows. And the next month you might have 50, and the month after that you might have 100. So you know people are interested in your blog. How do you know how many times your blogs get hit? Is that something you're... You get statistics. Yeah, I was using WordPress.com, and familiarity with WordPress is probably as important now as familiarity with Microsoft Word was a generation ago. WordPress.com have a free version, and it includes... website, and I use the software of WordPress to write it. Sure. Well, there's a, in the free version of WordPress, there's a hit tracking uh, system where they count all the hits and uh, unique visitors, which is different, of course, because you can have one person coming back ten times in a day, so that would be one unique visitor and ten hits. Uh, it looks better if you count the hits.
so please get involved, put your hands up if you have any questions. Uh, the idea of this session is a next step up, trying to create something which goes viral. And the idea of something going viral is that it spreads like a virus. Uh, this is not a magic formula or a secret formula. Uh, this is the old formula of work hard and you make your own luck. Uh, there is no guarantees with uh, digital, there's no guarantees with online promotion because it depends on your individual book and all of the different things you bring, your personality and how often you can post and uh, what type of pictures you like. And all of that things about your book, the themes. Sometimes you could have a great book, but the theme just isn't popular for some reason. Uh, so um, this is not a magic formula. This is about that old thing of just work hard and make your own luck. Um, does anyone want to tell me a little bit about themselves? Just to get a, is everyone here an author? Um, everyone here is, uh, anyone here published, uh, traditional published? So we got some traditional publishing? Okay, uh, if you want to say anything about yourself at any time and uh, just join in, okay? Yes, sir. Self-published, four novels available on Amazon, Kindle Unlimited. Okay. Uh, everybody tells me I write a great book. I know nothing about how to market them, so my sales have been minuscule. Okay. But I got a good product. Okay. Well, now you're entering the, uh, the, the difficult world because marketing is like a completely different profession, as you know, from writing. And uh, luckily, I was in marketing beforehand um, for technology companies uh, based in Ireland. So I took to it, and I like technology. And that's something, if you don't like technology and you're afraid of marketing. But they say now that everybody's in sales. Everybody, in some way, is in sales. Uh, whatever you work in, whether you're a lawyer or a teacher or whatever, in some way you're selling something. And um, it's nothing, it's not a bad thing. You have to sell your book to the big publishers and you have to sell the next one. And you have to package it up and position yourself well. So it's not a bad thing to uh, sell your book. Um, fire exits. So I think there's one there, there, and we have we have to tell people where the fire exits are. My email address is on the card here at the front. If you want one, if you want to give me your email address at the end, you can write yours on the back and give it to me. So my uh, business card is on the middle table there. If you want one at the end. So can you tell me what your business is? Uh, Booksgosocial.com. Uh, as, they were, as the publishers were talking this morning, um, they said that uh, we shouldn't give up our day jobs, uh, which was actually true, even though I sold three books and was translated into 11 languages. Uh, amazing, the Italian edition was the most beautiful one, the hardback Italian edition is just so beautiful. But uh, even now, five years after, they haven't told me how many copies they sold in Italy. <laughs> and they produced a hardback and a paperback. And so um, one of them did pretty good, which would be considered a, a bestseller in some cases, in top 10 Kindle 
uh, did pretty good. Was in the charts in the in the bookstores uh, in England. Didn't get into the charts here. Got into the charts in the bookstores in England, but still not enough. So my business supports my writing, and I like being involved in this area. I found because I could do marketing uh, that I could help other authors uh, get their books out. And as I say, it's not a magic formula, but a lot of the authors we work with have done well. Some haven't done well. And some we can't help. Some it's difficult. Some do extremely well. Uh, Barbara Devlin um, from Texas. Uh, she was chosen by Amazon in uh, a couple of months ago as one of their top romance authors, and she was one of their top sellers in the U.S. in uh, December and possibly January as well. She just sells tons. Now she's in a, a popular genre. She picked romantic adventure. I don't know if you're familiar. Uh, she's got a seven book series, romantic adventure, and they're the type of books where you just want to buy them all and go to a hotel for the weekend and just read through them all. So she's got a great product and she's a wonderful lady and she keeps buying our service and she says she wouldn't uh, self-publish without us. But it doesn't work for everybody. You have to have a good product. In a popular genre is best and what we help doing is get the word out to people. Get the word out that's all and tell people this great book is available uh, so does everybody anybody have a blog if you put up your hand if you have a blog three four five six seven okay about fifty percent have a blog I strongly recommend a blog as I say uh, learning how to use WordPress is like learning how to use word except when you save it on WordPress anyone can read it uh, and why not? Why shouldn't anyone read it? Particularly if it relates to your book. And people ask me, what should I blog about? Book related, not your breakfast. Uh, or what you think of the new movie or what you think of Donald Trump. Um, that's personal, a personal blog. Um, a blog. The blog I'm suggesting is one related to your book where you talk about your research, your locations, uh, the hotel your killer was found in, uh, the background to your uh, protagonist's life, all of that stuff. So it's, this is, I'm suggesting you blog or, uh, about themes related to your book. Um, do we all co collect email addresses? Collecting email addresses. MailChimp. MailChimp is the one. Uh, we use MailChimp as well. It's great. You've got templates and all that. You can send things out. It's hugely important. If you want to do marketing, you have to have a mail email management system. You have to collect email addresses. Make sure you're giving people an incentive. Uh, to sign up so it's a book a draw for my next book a signed copy picked every month or whatever but make sure you have some incentive for people to sign up and put it front and center the sign up or top right not buried somewhere uh, sign up for news generally the people sign up for so much stuff they're not interested in sign up for news you've got to give people an incentive uh, I hope we all have some sort of image, video sites. Uh, what does that mean? Well, an image site like um, uh, Flickr or uh, what's that one beginning with P? Yes. Pinterest or Instagram, exactly. Pinterest. 
Pinterest, yeah, or Instagram. Uh, Why is that important? A lot of people are driven by visual things. For instance, I wouldn't put a blog post up without at least two pictures. It'd be like buying a newspaper and opening it and finding there were no pictures in it. Okay, it'd be like going back in time uh, to the 50s. Was it even that bad in the 50s? Going back to the 20s or something, you know, buying a newspaper with no pictures. So you need pictures. You can put pictures in your blog post, but what is the, I don't understand the relationship to Pinterest. Pinterest is just another way of pulling in people. I'm not saying you have to do it, okay? I'm just asking, do you have it? Okay, it's not obligatory uh, to have Pinterest or Instagram or a YouTube channel or something like that. It's not, you're not obliged to have it. If you don't feel like it, don't. But uh, Pinterest is so beautiful and covers look so well up on it. So it's nice to have one, particularly if you're interested in images and how your, uh, how your book is displayed. You say you post your book covers on your Pinterest page? I do, yeah. Also research pictures. Uh, so I have books about uh, Istanbul, Jerusalem, Manhattan, and I have pictures from visits to those sites. So if you're doing your research visit, as was recommended, then you take pictures and you put them up, and it looks nice. And it's also a quick and easy thing to post, just putting up your pictures. It's easy. And we all have smartphones now. Uh, it's easy to take pictures. Um, so make sure you take pictures when you're on your research trips, you use them in some way, and don't put a blog post up that hasn't got at least two pictures. If you want free commercial use ones, go to pixabay.com or some of the other free commercial use sites. Pixabay, P-I-X-A-B-A-Y, pixabay.com, free commercial use images, uh, most wonderful site. Uh, and I find amazing ones there. So don't put up a blog post without two pictures at least. And don't make your blogs full of long paragraphs. It's got to be two or three line paragraphs, 16 point. Uh, you know, if I see a blog post with like 12 point and all one paragraph, I cannot read it physically. I have to close the page down as quickly as possible. Uh, so online communities are really important. Uh, that's groups now, groups on Facebook, groups on LinkedIn. Um, those are the areas. And of course the older groups, uh, communities, uh, writing communities, they're really important. I was in Backspace, uh, US uh, writing community for a long time. Uh, and it was great. Uh, so there's online writing communities you can be part of. And I think those online writing communities then led to me coming to conferences, uh, which I've always enjoyed. And uh, a calendar. A calendar is, um, I found you can't do the social media properly unless you have, okay, Monday I do, Monday I do Pinterest, Wednesday I do my blog post, and Friday I do something else, okay? So your calendar is, also allows you to plan your year so that you make a series of posts, okay, in February we're going to do this, in March I'm going to do, uh, the first week of March I'm going to do episode two of this blog post, and the first week of April, I'm going to do something related. So you have a plan. This is a, your calendar. It's your plan, your social media plan. That it's not just every week you have to think, oh, what are we going to do this week? Okay? Because that's really horrible, right? If you have to think, uh, what are we going to do this week? Whereas if you have a plan, at least you have a plan, you say, okay, I know my blog posts on Wednesdays are always going to be about this subject. I'm going to do characters first, and then I'm going to do a series about locations. So you have a plan. You have a calendar 
Google Calendar is great. You can put it in. It's free and it keeps it all up to date. And you can move things around. So what makes something go viral? Uh, one of the things to um, watch is that you never say, I want this post to go viral, okay? Um, so some of this advice is taken from BuzzFeed, some of the people in BuzzFeed who you might know are uh, fast becoming the, one of the most successful online news sites. Uh, they made something like $100 million profit last year, which isn't bad, and they're opening offices in another nine countries or something, because it's online news, and they're all about making it go viral, you know, cat pictures and top ten lists and things like that, and they're doing really well. They're pushing out a lot of the old media that's just happening. Uh, so these are some of the ideas that they've had that I've picked up from BuzzFeed and some of the other uh, good viral sites who've analysed what goes viral and what doesn't. Um, How do you spell that? Viral. No, BuzzFeed. B-U-Z-Z-F-E-E-D, buzzfeed.com. B-U-Z-Z-F-E-E-D dot com. Um, viral content helps people share something about themselves. If you see something, what we want to do is to get people to share your content with other people. And very often they share things when it relates to them or it says something about them. So, for instance, if they're a Hillary Clinton supporter and they see a post about Hillary Clinton, they share that because it says that they're part of that movement. Okay? So, and other things that they share. If they see a cat picture they like, they share it and it means they're telling their followers that they like cats. So it's sharing, they're sharing something that means something to them. It's part of their identity. Your readers decide what they want to publish. We're into an age now where uh, people, your public, your readers are deciding what they want to share. The dynamics of the whole publishing world are changing uh, because of this, because your readers, if you have a hundred readers, they can, if they all share it, if you have supporters who will share things, they're changing your success. It's quite interesting the way it's changing, and it's not stoppable. Whatever we judge it to be bad or good is not something that's going to stop. Uh, they couldn't stop the telephone and they couldn't stop the television 50 years ago. It's just that's the way it is. So New York Times research shows viral content is awe-inspiring and it's difficult to be awe-inspiring in a book, isn't it? But I suppose it's possible to be awe-inspiring. Uh, I think the trick of being awe-inspiring is finding for yourself what is awe-inspiring in your book. Is there anything awe-inspiring in your book? It's a tricky one. Uh, it's not easy and it's about your themes. Uh, emotional. This one is probably a bit easier for us as writers. Is there anything emotional in our books? Um, positive. Is there something, a positive life story? These are things people will share. Positive life stories. Something surprising. Um, who really killed JFK? You know, whatever. Something surprising. Genuinely suitable content helps the two parts work together. You have to have something interesting. But often it's about finding the interesting things that are going on in your book that you haven't realized are going on. 
This is about marketing. They used to uh, sell fruitcakes, and now they sell Caribbean raisin fruitcakes, you know, or um, Madagascar nut and Caribbean, Caribbean raisin. So they always had uh, nuts from Madagascar and raisins from the Caribbean. But now we're ju they're just pointing out, this is marketing, it's pointing out what's interesting about the fruitcake. And that's what marketing does. It finds out the nice things that are built in to your book, your cake, whatever it is. So word of mouth. Word of mouth, W-O-M. This is the holy grail for book publishers, uh, traditional or self-published. Uh, this is what will change everything if you can inspire word of mouth. And word of mouth is getting people to talk about your book, getting people inspired in some way about your book. Um, so it's a good idea to understand your readers, to understand their interests, uh, to understand the typical reader. In marketing now they talk about personas, which is really a fancy word of saying which type of customers do you have uh, and what's an ideal customer. And in that way, in uh, book marketing, you can have your ideal, your typical, your target reader. Who is your target reader? And you can have a detailed picture of what their, what their interests might be, where they might live, how old they are, do they have a family, all of those things. So you can have a good understanding of who your target reader is and what they're interested in. So you can then understand, the more you understand your target reader, you can understand the emotional triggers you might be able to use. Uh, we read, I believe, for vicarious experiences. We see through the eyes of others. We don't have to experience pain and fear and romance because we can read our way through it and experience it vicariously. So some of the things that can inspire people to share your messages are things like loss. There are a lot of stories about loss uh, when people lose something. And I saw an ad on the television here the other day um, which started off with a, 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 an emotional pull. I could feel it. Uh, I don't know if you if you're looking at ads and you see some of the better ones and you can you feel something in them. You should be watching as to how they're how they're getting your emotions going. What's and they're using stories now. You know, marketeers are taking on board the uh, language of stories and they're using emotions. So this was about a, a young man waiting outside the door of an apartment block in the in the rain, in the uh, rain, looking up at a window. And at the end of the ad, it was a long one, at the end of the ad, uh, uh, the girl rushes out of the door. And so you feel something, you feel his loss at the beginning and then the happiness at the end. So they're using our stories, so I don't see why writers shouldn't use uh, some marketing techniques uh, if they're using our techniques for writing stories and creating a feeling of loss. So describing your loss, and they do it, they did it very well, describing it quickly. 
showing, not telling, um, showing the young man standing in the rain and that he'd lost something, obviously, he was looking for something, uh, showing that and making people feel that. And this is one of the reasons that images are important because you can, you can show the sense of loss through an image of a, a young man looking for something. And uh, fear, uh, they often do that with guns on the cover or dead bodies or things like that. They're starting to become a bit cliched now, uh, all the dead bodies on the covers and the, the red blood and things, but it still incites some fear and colours are important. Red uh, does uh, incite some fear. We're naturally inclined to see red as a colour, uh, the colour of blood. So it, uh, it sets our um, eyes going and uh, sets something tingling through us, so it inspires some emotion. Hope, if you have a book which is related to hope, which has some hope in it, you can talk about that hope and use it through the images and through the blog posts that you write and through your campaign as an emotional driver to try and get people to share it. So these are the things to talk about that will inspire people to share your story. Hope is something universal. Uh, what do they call it? What did uh, Sarah Palin call it? The Hopi something or other? Um, there is a uh, Hopi changey thing. That was it. <laughs> uh, the Hopi changey thing. Uh, I hope that worked out, she said, didn't it? <laughs> But uh, um, Obama knew how to use that, uh, and uh, it was uh, sold very well. And um, hope is important. Adventure. We love adventure. And it's one of the reasons that I wrote my uh, adventure books, which is what they are, because uh, living in a suburban house and having a pretty humdrum go-to-work uh, every day, uh, get the bus or whatever, you know, a little bit of adventure is nice. So if you have adventure in your books, you can use that. Uh, inspire a sense of adventure through the the different countries and the uh, locations and the different lives that uh, people have, the more exciting lives or dangerous lives that some people have. So sense of adventure. Romance, of course, which is hugely popular. Um, they say uh, female readers make up 60 plus percentage of the readers uh, in the United States and English-speaking countries. The majority of readers are women. And um, uh, romance is a huge part of um, uh, what people like to read. So romance is good. It's getting that across. What is it? What is different about your romantic adventure? Uh, and mystery, which is a lot of the writers here write mystery. The uplifting power of voice and viewpoint. So if you read a great writer, um, I'm reading Jonathan Franzen's new one at the moment, um, Purity, and still haven't quite decided, but he writes well, there's no question about it. He writes well. Um, so he has that... Uh, viewpoint he can see through the eyes of people and and uh, give a viewpoint the viewpoint of that person very well that mightn't have the adventure though he does have he does have some adventure in there now as well and those things are key to me so 
Have I missed anything in terms of emotional drivers? What inspires you? Is there anybody here got any thoughts on what emotional things might inspire them? Not all at once. <laughs> justice, that's one, yeah. Uh, justice, the search for justice. And injustice, yeah. That is definitely a good one, the search for justice. So the, the thing about that would be to focus on that, you know, to try and pull it out. What is, what is the real injustice? And people will support that. Justice, and I think uh, perhaps Stephen King has made a career on uh, justice and injustice. Uh, it inspires us. Um, some of his great books are uh, about injustices. Uh, so I think that's very important. Uh, early adopters, so you see your first readers as early adopters, and they could be Sometimes there are people who like to be in the know, who like to know things before other people. So people who want to be in the know learn things quicker, so you can cater to that feeling. Readers with benefits. Everybody wants something. A box of chocolates and a long stem rose. Isn't that what uh, Leonard Cohen says? Uh, everybody loves a box of chocolates and a long stem rose. Everybody wants something. Um, and that's just for their email address, okay? They want something back. You're, they're giving you their email address. They want uh, to be in for a prize to win your next book. They want something, okay? People want something. Uh, okay, I mean, asking for charity, you know, like, give me your email address. It's like... I would, it's like begging, okay? And uh, you know, just give me your email address. It's like begging. Give them something. Provide some value, okay? That's an exchange. That's a fair exchange, providing value. If you're just saying, give me your email address, it's like begging, or buy my book because it's 99 cents, or buy my book because it's just out. That is like begging. I advise everyone here not to do that because it doesn't work. Better to get a job, you know, and give value. Give some value. Give some value, you know, whatever you've got in your book that provides some value. Give value. So start, when you're promoting your book, promote the value that people will get. Uh, the story, uh, the emotional themes. Promote the value. Do not promote that it's 99 cents. Uh, do not ask people just because your book has just come out, please buy my book. Uh, you probably make more money begging on the street, okay? <laughs> probably. Um, incentives need to be real, so uh, for a long time I was giving away, I'd, I'd um, post a copy anywhere in the world once a month, a paperback, so that cost me uh, seven or eight, I got some copies, seven or eight dollars for the for the uh, book and then sometimes I remember I sent one to Australia, I sent one to Japan, that cost about another five or six. So what did that cost once a month? About twelve, maximum fifteen dollars to send a signed paperback copy to Japan. That's not a big deal, fifteen dollars and you're giving people value. Uh, I got a really nice picture back of uh, that with somebody in Japan. So you can give people value. At least they have a chance of winning. 
uh, don't force people to buy your book uh, to get in with a chance of winning because that's a lottery and there are very strict rules on lotteries. So don't run a lottery, just run a sign up for the book, sign up for my email and you'll be in with a chance of winning. You can use random.org to pick a random number of the, say you get 25 people who sign up, uh, they'll all go in a list and you just pick number 12 or whatever random.org tells you is the random number between 1 and 25 and you email that lucky person and say I'm going to send you a book so you can give people real prizes you could also give people email copies of your book as well so incentives need to be real something real uh, emotional resonance adds power to your campaign so you have your uh, campaign to get people to sign up and you use some of this emotional resonance that we've talked about, we've spoken about justice or romance or adventure that it provides some emotional resonance. Keep your sign up if you're doing uh, email sign ups, keep it short and sweet, trying to get people to sign up. Uh, everything needs to be short and sweet. People don't have a lot of time for your long explanation, you know, backstory. They don't have a lot of time now. They want to see sign up, you know, once a month, free copies given away and news. Okay, so that gets people to sign up. Uh, build sharing into your email and other campaigns. So sharing is important. That's social sharing, which is Facebook and Twitter and whatever else. So you build sharing into your email campaigns to encourage people to share the email or the post or whatever you've sent them or put up online. So sharing is built in. Uh, on MailChimp you can add sharing buttons so at the bottom of your so you use a template and you put buttons at the bottom uh, which allows people to immediately share your email you can also put sharing buttons on uh, your WordPress site which allows people to, when they see something that wonderful story about injustice short uh, sweet nice pictures uh, pithy right to the point your first paragraph is great you've got a, when you're doing a post online your first paragraph needs to grab people strongly don't start with a backstory you need to have the sensibility of a journalist which is first paragraph tells the story quickly a lot of people stop reading by towards the end so you want them to be grabbed quickly and the same thing applies in your email you want people to be grabbed quickly and then you want to allow them to share and uh, we do a system of sharing and giving people points trying to have a way of counting up points for people who share uh, those posts um, that was quite expensive to put together but that adds to the viral incentive but the very basic thing will be in all your emails and all your blog posts and on your website would be to have a sharing system. If you're going to do it, you must allow people to share um, what you've written. Integrate 
UGC. The tech industry loves acronyms uh, from IBM down. It's all about acronyms, a secret language, and user-generated content. Uh, so if you can get people to put in pictures of where they've seen your book, uh, pictures of uh, your book in a different location, uh, that'll be great. Pictures of um, the sites, the locations where your book is from, uh, anything. If you can get them to post about the subject. If your book is about uh, injustice and you uh, you create a blog and you ask people to write uh, other stories of injustice, uh, similar stories of injustice, so you allow others to post on your site and you let people um, create things and put it on your site. You can decide and you moderate it and you decide what goes up and what's appropriate and uh, what isn't. Consistent online tone. Uh, tone is really important when you're trying to create someone something viral. So word choice, and there's a lot that goes on between the lines. Uh, one word can give away your tone. Uh, Steinbeck says, then the hard, dry Spaniards came passing through. You can see what his character thinks about Spaniards through the hard, dry Spaniards. The tone, his opinion, is given away through uh, a couple of words. And similarly, you can give away your opinion about things through just a couple of words. And the thing to watch out for is putting people off. Putting people off with uh, your tone. So the best tone is positive, optimistic. Those are the tones that people like online. Uh, not too whingy, uh, uh, not too complaining, uh, positive, optimistic, open and honest. These are the elements of tone that people like, uh, not complaining, um, uh, negative uh, tone. Uh, I think there's a, this is now a uh, one of the marketing, there'll probably be a book about this by next year called Trump Marketing, which is uh, how, to, uh, how to dominate a political campaign through aggressive sound bites. And um, Trump marketing could in fact become a theory in uh, five years' time. We could have a, a whole construct of you know, analysis of what happened during the last 12 months and how he came to be the front-runner despite everyone in the Republican Party, all the top guys uh, any, anyway, uh, hating him, guys and gals, or is it mostly guys? It probably is mostly guys in the Republican Party, um, hating him. Uh, so Trump marketing, aggressive soundbite marketing. Um, that's something you can do for your book. You might take a leaf out of uh, Trump, Trump's book and be aggressive, soundbite, you know, make it strong, make it, you know, we're going to win, America's going to be great, this is going to be the best book ever. Uh, you have to have something behind it, of course, but you can be aggressive and take a leaf out of the Trump uh, book. Or Gangnam, I don't know if you remember that big uh, dance hit a couple of years ago. Gangnam style, uh, the first and only Korean um, 
pop singer ever to have a number one hit worldwide, and it was pretty good actually. It was very catchy. I don't know if you remember it. I'm not going to sing it. Uh, <laughs> any volunteers? No. Anybody even remember it? Gangnam Marketing. Okay, what he did is the marketing. He was a dance and uh, style uh, instructor, and he made connections with over a hundred people in, for instance, dance studios where he was teaching dance, because part of it was that dance thing. He got all the people dancing. So he made connections with over a hundred different people, and he told them all to launch, that he was going to launch his video on this day, say September the 19th, and that they should all share it on that day. So this is Gangnam Marketing, where you get all of the connections to at the same time. So you get all your connections, you say, and you cultivate a network, and you don't you make friends and you make sure that your network, that you're uh, friendly with your network. The old days of, you know, dissing your uh, networking friends are gone. You have to be friendly, cultivate your friends now, you know, stay in touch with them. And then you've got your launch on September the 19th and you have this list of a hundred people, all the people you know, and you say, okay, and this is what he did. He said, can you put it on your sites? all on the same day. So that gave it the initial, I think he's, is it a billion hits on YouTube? Something extraordinary. That gave it the initial burst of interest because you had all these very popular music people, dance and other people, all putting it up in their sites all over the world on one day. So that's Gangnam Marketing, which is getting everybody to work together. That didn't just come out of nowhere, that was planned and very carefully and well-planned marketing. Everyone, getting everyone to work together. So that's Gangnam Marketing. Coordinated use of your network. So what viral route for you? Uh, does anyone, you might want to write this down. What you think is viral for you? What do you think might make your book go viral? Okay, so I'm going to give you a minute just to think about that. What might make your book go viral after what we've spoken about? Are there any, is there anything emotional in it? Is there anything emotional in your book? Is there anything that you might think would make your book go viral? Anything injustice or anything else? Would anybody like to, uh, anybody like to suggest something that might go viral in their book? Well, Dan Brown's uh, Da Vinci Code, you know, the idea, the religious thing, that you would find different, you know, ideas about Mary Magdalene or whatever in the book. Or Fifty Shades of Grey that, you know, was about mommy porn. Was that the term they used at the time? Uh, uh, so I think they, you know, the, the marketeers and the big companies took these ideas so that was something surprising, you know, the Dan Brown thing, and something romantic. I don't know, is it romantic? Um, in the other book. So anything, so have a think about it when you go away. Just think about, it. is there anything, anything strong in your themes that you could pull out and use in some way to help make your book go viral? Lawrence? Yeah? So, oh, I'm Carla. Hi, Carla. I, I have... 
Oh hi. Hi. But but and he's been very this company's fabulous. Um, but one of the things that he's taking a, a non tech person through was to add the, the pictures to the blog. And related to viral, I don't yet know what what it is, but just by doing that um, on my blog, I'm beginning to see what people are connecting to and I think there that I'm collecting will help me get to the point where I see what's resonating with people because what I thought was going to resonate didn't mm -hmm. and and then when I added pictures I added a picture of a cat because there's a there's a cat in my book and all of a sudden there I don't even own a cat okay but <laughs> the cat lovers of the world have hit on it and it's not like that's a viral idea but if I go your emotional route and try and, and and work through that a little better with my characters. I think maybe that pattern might emerge from that since I can't currently come up with it. I think it's, um, I don't think it's easy uh, to find something, and it's really nice to meet you. We'll have a, we'll have a few minutes afterwards. Um, I don't think it's easy to, I'm not suggesting it's easy. And viral, um, it can be just 50 people or 100 people liking. It doesn't mean it has to be a million. It could start with this year, I believe in that journey thing, you know, where um, things can go this year, because it's happened to me, things can go this year it might only be, or uh, this summer it might only be 100 people uh, are interested. But then it can, if you keep going, it's that persistence thing. If you keep going by October, it can be 300 people. So it's, it's not, I'm not suggesting it's instantaneous, but it definitely works. And I've found with, unfortunately, hard work is the key. And, and going through different things and testing them and sharing them and sharing what's emotional and being open and honest and uh, putting in pictures. So thank you for that. Um, yeah? I, I, uh, I, I see where all of this is applicable if you already have a book that's published. You said you started the blog about a year before. Before the book was published, yeah. Sure, you focus on the book that's unpublished. If your book is set in Wyoming, you you know you'd publish pictures of wonderful towns in Wyoming and blog posts about uh, childhood life in Wyoming or the schools in Wyoming or whatever it's related to. So your your blog, your book is going to come out in a year, but your blog will be short posts with pictures about Wyoming. So that's it. That's the way it goes. And then, so you're preparing the ground for 12 months from now. And it does take a certain amount of self-belief and determination. Uh, without some ambition and determination, there's no point, you know. Uh, so we're in a new culture, which is one of cooperation, sharing, uh, cultivating your network, having a network. If you know somebody, oh, I know that person in New York, they used to do this, email them, call them. Have a network. Make a network for yourself. You know, make a network. And you can make that from nothing. Make a network. Make your network. Relationships, saying to people they can 
blog on your site if you want. Say, no, you can do a guest post on my. That's really good because then you don't have to write one next week. You can put up their guest post if it's on the same subject. And then sometime in the future, they might let you uh, post on the subject. Uh, they're critical. Um, everything's changing now. It's it's about a sharing, connect, connecting, networking culture. Um, hold on to media, and if you have any media contacts, it's great. I don't know if you've seen the cost of getting a PR, big expensive PR campaigns. They would, you know, you just swallow hard when you see their prices. Uh, so. Um, Send ideas to people, so uh, don't wait to be asked. Send ideas about things to people. Give me an idea, uh, an example of an idea that you might have shared with somebody. Um, I'm writing a book about Nuremberg. The new one is the Nuremberg Puzzle. So I'm uh, sending out, I've written a blog post about some of the ideas. I don't know if you remember the movie, the Spencer Tracy movie about uh, Nuremberg, uh, the Nuremberg Trial. Yeah, uh, so I'm sending research posts out to people about Nuremberg because there's a, a resonance with the Second World War. So Who are you sending them to? Uh, other bloggers I know, other <coughs> bloggers I've made contact with. Uh, so people who write about the Second World War. So it's other bloggers. Those are the people, and this is the networking thing now with other bloggers. You put in to Google search blogs about the Second World War and you'll find uh, pages and pages of them. Okay, and the first few people you contact won't reply because uh, they're too busy or whatever. And then you will find somebody down the bottom who replies. You know, it's persistence and hard work. Unfortunately, I wish there was an easier route. Yeah, go ahead. I'm giving them my post that it could go on their site. Okay, so it's already written and I sent to them and it can go on their site. Uh, send ideas, don't wait to be asked. So they're never going to come to me and ask me. It'll never happen, okay? Uh, social media, keep your profile up to date, ask questions in your group, post good news. Buffer App is a great site for fast posting, bufferapp.com. Share other people's first. Give first. So the whole thing about online, part of this sharing thing and networking is about also about giving, helping, helping other people. And going into groups and just posting your book doesn't work, okay? If you go into, you join a romantic romance and adventure group, you go in and you start um, uh, liking people's posts, commenting on people's posts, and giving of yourself, uh, opening up a little bit, you get a lot more. It's funny these things actually turn out to be true. You go ahead. I Bufferapp.com. If you go to bufferapp.com, it just allows you to quickly share posts. It creates a, a short link fast and it puts the title of your post. And if you want to share things, it's a great way to create a, a, a short uh, comment and link that will do it in a couple of seconds. If you explore it, you'll see how it works. Um, it's a long haul. Uh, I've, since I started writing, well, it's over 15 years. I started in 2000. 
but so it took me 11 years to get published. Uh, it took me 10 years to get a contract, 11 years to get published. Uh, it's a long journey, but it's a wonderful journey, and uh, it's the best part of my life has been this journey. So it's a hard journey. There's a lot of hard work in it, but for me, it's the best. Uh, we make all these wonderful connections, have these wonderful things to do, and it's something to put our minds to, our creative, instead of just consuming our creative instincts. Uh, create something you can be proud of. Uh, reviews are really important. Use your email lists uh, to get reviews. You can't promote. Go ahead. UK. I got a contract in London. The market in Ireland is too small. Uh, we, you wouldn't make peanuts even. Uh, publishing in Ireland is tiny. It's, uh, so I got a publishing contract in London from HarperCollins in London. <laughs> a better class of rejection. <laughs> yeah, I got rejections from everywhere. I've had over a hundred rejections. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the one who didn't answer. Then the unpublished rejections. Uh, reviews are critical. Uh, we also have a free review gathering service at BooksGoSocial.com. It has to be free because that's Amazon's rules. We comply with Amazon rules. You cannot charge for a review. Never pay for a review. And contact us at booksgosocial.com if you want to just mention you were here. And uh, if you want to get in touch, there's my writing blog, lpobrian.com and booksgosocial.com. And I have a book outside. I don't know whether it's the Manhattan Puzzle, but it'll be uh, one of my books is outside. So you can see I've been published. And I really appreciate your time. And thank you very much for listening to me.